You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. In Mad Adam, the final book in Margaret Atwood's vision of a future apocalypse, storytelling becomes a challenge because the genetically engineered successors to humanity, the Krakers, are so different from us that they can't comprehend our actions. In the story of Zeb and the Bear, Toby has left out the dead man, whose name was Chuck. He, too, was lost among the pools and moss and mountains and bears. He, too, did not know the way out. It's unfair to deny him a mention, erase him from time, but putting him into the story would cause more knots and tangles than Toby is prepared to deal with. For instance, she doesn't yet know how this dead man wormed his way into the story in the first place. Atwood crafts her future not just from concepts, but language, and some of the language she chooses is by necessity, not just invention. You are driven to create new brand names for products because you don't want to use real brand names because of the copyright violations that might take place. So you actually have to look on the Internet to see if there are any products that actually have that name, and you would be surprised how many there actually are already. So it's not that I'm trying to think up weird and peculiar names. It's that you're pushed in that direction just the way that real inventors of things are because they have to find new names too. Atwood also uses language to create new species of genetically engineered animals, though she's not yet copyrighted the names. We have sheep that can grow human hair, all colors, for transplant, no rejection. Those are called mohairs. So the pigoons, that name comes from pig balloon, and the pigoons have been engineered to grow human kidneys inside them, uh, more than two. That's why they're so big. And that is a thing that we were working on in the real world when I was writing Oryx and Crake, and apparently we have now overcome the difficulties and we could actually do that. Atwood feels that currently satire, in the 19th century sense of the word, is very difficult to write. There isn't a general agreement about what normal and good is. So one person's satire may be another person's daily life. But second, reality is always going a bit further than you feel as a writer you could actually make plausible. You know, you read something in the paper and you think, if I wrote that, no one would buy it. They would just think, this is so over the top, how could you be so outrageously excessive? Atwood uses stories within stories to evoke the human history of storytelling. Think of books as texts for the voice and go way, way back in history. So the long, deep history is stories told by voice. Once we started being able to write those down, we could do things that you probably couldn't do so easily in strictly oral forms, but we also lost some of the things that people routinely did in oral forms. So part of having a character tell their story within the story is bringing back the oral nature of that communication. Mad Adam by Margaret Atwood is a funny and terrifying look at a future that bears an uncomfortable resemblance to the present. With time to read, I'm Rick Kleffel. Find out more at agonycolumn.com. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotron.com slash agony.